ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. Tonight, uh, let's see, I, I've, been, I've been off for a little while, uh, nearly, well, I think six, seven days. Um, but what I wanted to do, um, I've, I've got a couple of, I got to play catch up. I got a couple episodes um, I got to work on. But for this one, um, I just wanted to provide the listeners with, um, I, I, of course, I let everyone know that I would provide updates in regards to uh, my request for a religious exemption from the uh, from the from the jabs. Um, and I wanted to provide an update um, and some some background, I guess, uh, on my my thought process, um, my, my deductive reasoning. Uh, so what ended up happening? So I'm, I'm, I'm in the National Guard, Army National Guard. Um, and of course, the uh, the big push uh, kicked off with uh, with all these mandates and things that were pushed out September to October. Um, the the mandate came, um, and of course the full support of the Secretary of Defense, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, um, General Milley. Um, it comes down, um, then of course the individual branches had to release their own. Uh, protocol uh, that align with the dates for each branch because each branch has their own thing now with the National Guard um, the the deadline that was thrown out there was um, June 30th 2022 which is actually my 40th birthday um, so that was pushed out and I, you know I saw the the guidelines and everything and of course I, I had the regulations that, that govern it and for uh, for the National Guard, the process is you you submit your your written request for religious exemption from vaccination. The uh, you have to meet with your uh, with your brigade commander. Um, then you have to meet with a uh, chaplain, and then you meet with a medical professional. And then each of them, um, the medical professional, the chaplain, they provide a recommendation to your commander. Um, and then the commander makes a determination, and of course it gets pushed up. And then a final determination is made. Um, if you receive a denial, then you're given a very tight window to submit an appeal. Um, so that that's, you know, there's there's a little bit more to it, but that that's the the big parts, the big pieces to it. Now looking at all that. I submitted my request for exemption. Um, I believe I, I submitted a one in July, and then a few weeks later, I, I made some updates, submitted that, um, uh, submitted to my leadership. They they acknowledged it immediately. Hey, we got it. Um, once all the uh, once all the the protocols and, and um, the official timeline and, and all that stuff in the process, all those pieces are put together, and then um, is uh, it's officially published the state of Ohio um, will take this into consideration. We'll take your request into consideration and we'll move forward. So um, no, no malice there, anything, no ill intent. Uh, um, I, I think everything was, was fair from there. Um, but what ended up happening is during that time, all the way up until today, um, I began to analyze my, my motives and my reasoning. You know, so when you submit this request, it has to be a sincere request. And because it's 
a request for um, exemption based on religious convictions. You know that that's essentially there's like medical and and, and uh, a few others along that that along that lines, but it all falls into just two categories: exemptions based on the medical side and um, administrative. Um, and within that administrative, you have religious. So I began to think back and okay, like what what are my actual problems with uh, with with getting the shot? Am I completely against vaccination altogether? Well, the answer is no. No, I, well, I'm not. Um, the The issue I have is with mandating it. The issue I have is with uh, a government making that determination on, you know, what you should do uh, with your body. That's that's where I have a problem. And of course, I understand um, the the implications that come with being a uh, a soldier. Now, I, I deployed uh, just a few years ago. And the anthrax shot came up, you know, but the thing with the anthrax shot was that there, there's decades of there's research. There's decades of research behind that decades of research behind anthrax, period. So I was able to go and do my own analysis, do my own research and determine um, the level of risk in getting this shot and what my options are. At that time, this was 2017. Um, but the issue I have with what we're dealing with now is it just feels, no, it doesn't feel, it is um, very rushed, very politicized. And so much of it is, is nonsensical. Now, everything that I've said thus far and what I'm going to say um, in regards to these shots, is, these are things that have been verified, things that are in the public domain. So I'm, I'm not just shooting from the hip here. This is stuff that anyone can look up. So the the one another issue that I had with this was the fact that it's being promoted as, you know, um, look out for your neighbor, get the shot, right? Don't don't you don't want to kill grandma and get the shot. But once it was determined that these shots, they, they don't prevent transmission, right? So you can get the shot. You can still when you're fully vaccinated. You can still get COVID. You can still transmit COVID. You can still die from COVID. So based off of that, then I really didn't understand, okay, well, why why is this being pushed so hard? I mean, and that's a rhetorical question. I've spoken on this before as to the why, um, but I, I, it just didn't make sense to me. The, the logic wasn't there. So you take that, the fact that it, well, along with the fact that I, I'm 39 years old, so I'm within a percentile within a demographic that's um, has a low probability of, of, of getting it um, and or dying from it. So there's that. Then you throw in the statistical data from the uh, from the vares.hhs.gov site, which has been, been around for a long time and is recognized by the CDC. Um, and highlighted um, tens of thousands of adverse reactions ranging from the um, from the mild to the incredibly severe and debilitating um, and also well death and the fact that no one was taking the time to uh, investigate um, these reports and that's something that bothered me as well so there's that then there's the incredible corruption the fact that we can't talk about 
the tens of billions of dollars these companies um, are going to rake in from this, um, the big one being Pfizer, um, and how quickly these things are, are being approved by the FDA um, and the lack of um, internal um, analysis being done by the FDA. So you have that. And the fact that between 45% and 75% of the FDA's funding comes from the fees and things they collect from these manufacturers that are trying to get their product approved by the FDA, which cr creates a huge uh, conflict of interest. And you have the fact that there's a revolving door between big pharma and big government. We have people that formerly sat on the, the board of, uh, of Johnson and Johnson and, and, uh, and of Pfizer then bouncing over to the FDA, taking prominent positions, and people in the FDA bouncing back over. Now, that's something that permeates uh, throughout our branches of government, especially um, our legislative branch, where they bounce between big banks, they bounce uh, between uh, the pharmaceutical companies and real estate companies, all that stuff, and they just go back and forth, back and forth, which should be illegal. <laughs> But considering that we also think it's fine to um, allow these big businesses, these, these big corporations, these mega corporations and conglomerates to um, uh, bribe our political officials. But we, we call it lobbying. And that's legal. So all, the, all that stuff, all those things bother me. But at the same time, I had to analyze my motives and think of think ahead. I already had a pretty good idea of what questions were going to be asked of me um, by the chaplain, by the commander, and by that uh, uh, that medical professional. And the big question that would cause the most uh, issue would be: Is religion your is religion, your religion, your religious convictions, the primary issue you have with getting a shot? And that would be a difficult question to answer in the moment. But I've had time to really think about it. And the truth is, it's not the primary reason. Religion is a, is a, is a piece, but it's not the primary piece. The primary concern isn't necessarily how these vaccines are um, created the ones that that have uh, fetal tissue and things like that and you know uh, that's not the primary concern is it a concern yes it is but it's not the primary concern I just told you all those other concerns dealing with corruption and um, and the fact that you know they've changed the definition of what a vaccine is um, the CDC has to better suit um, their marketing campaign and, and all those other factors and, and big money and, and big pharma and how it all plays a part in this in the marketing campaign. Sure, um, those are the primary issues, but there's no there's no um, exemption uh, request that you can submit along those grounds. You got medical and you, you got religious. That, that's pretty much the, those are the big two. <clears throat> there isn't one that covers your moral or, or philosophical convictions, um, your, your desire to maintain your bodily autonomy, um, freedom from government tyranny, things like that. that those, 
those things, you know, freedom from, from corrupt um, bureaucrats and, and uh, corrupt businesses and corrupt political officials, <clears throat> though we don't have um, exemption requests along those lines. It's unfortunate, we should, um, but we don't. So then you have to make a decision. And I know I'm not the only one. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm speaking and, you know, I, I'm telling my story, <clears throat> but I know I'm not alone. And I, I've had plenty of people that have reached out to me through email or over the phone or people that have come on the podcast to talk about this thing ever since the, the mandate came down, <clears throat> which is why I, that's why I'm speaking in these terms. Um, but regardless of everything that's going on, there's still some choices you have to make where you have to maintain your, your humanity. You have to maintain your, your integrity. Um, you, you have to maintain your, your principles and, and your convictions and all these things. And there are some conflicts that'll happen in there. But for me, the big thing was integrity. Now I know the things that I, I could say, I know uh, the ways I, I could present myself and my positions in a way that would increase the likelihood of my exemption being approved. But I would still have to look at myself in the mirror. I would still have to um, discuss these things with, with people in the future. And I've had plenty of people um, talk to me about their exemption uh, requests that they've submitted. And I would have to face these people. And I couldn't do that um, if if I didn't present myself um, uh, in, a, in an ethical way. If I wasn't being honest or true to myself, true to my convictions, true to my position. So with that said, I still fully support those that are submitting their, their exemptions and I still offer up any, any assistance that you may need regardless of what branch of service you're in, um, I, I'm happy to help. Whether you need a template, whether you need a list of regulations, um, uh, if you're in the civilian sector, whatever it is that you need, I'm happy to help because um, I believe that it's important you know, to express your concerns, your warranted concerns. And if you feel like your rights are being violated, if you feel um, like your, your, uh, your convictions, your, your values and things are being trampled over and you need to voice your opinion or vo I'm sorry, or voice your position. Um, I think that's a great thing. I think that's something that's necessary, especially if we want to, if we want to continue to keep calling ourselves a free nation or a free and fair nation or a, uh, constitutional Republic or a democracy or, or whatever, um, even though I would argue um, that we've strayed pretty far from that, we're more in line with some sort of a totalitarian um, oligarchical hierarchy hybrid or something. I don't know, <laughs> something along those lines. But sure, sure, you know, it, if we want to call ourselves a free and fair nation, then <clears throat> people should be able to express concerns over having a what essentially amounts to a medical procedure forced down their throat or in their arm. <laughs> so there's that. Now for me, there, there were other factors as well that I, that I had to take in consideration. Now there's, there's the family piece, you know, for many of my listeners that don't know, um, me and my wife, we're currently going through 
a um, getting her her visa approved so she can make her her transition from her country here to to the U.S. And it's been a long and lengthy process. Now, on October the first, the a nice little monkey wrench was thrown in, where in order for her for her to complete her interview to get final approval to get her visa approved so that she can make the move here, um, the uh, there's a list. There's a medical exam that you have to undergo, and there's a list of vaccinations you have to get. Well, as of October the 1st, um, the COVID vaccine was uh, was added to that list, and it's not going anywhere. It's on that list. Now, there is a process where you can request um, exemption along those same lines, be it uh, religious or medical, but the problem is, we're so far along in the process, we're at the we're nearing the finish line. So in order to submit that that request for exemption, it would push us all the way back. So all the progress we made over the past 18 plus months um, would uh, much of that would be scrubbed and we'd have to start back a ways. So there's that. There's that factor, which is a big piece. And my wife is a nurse. And she feels the same with that, that I do. And she feels that, or she, well, she, yeah, she still feels that she doesn't need it because of the age bracket she's in. She's a year younger than me. She's healthy. And she already had COVID early on, July last year, actually. And she had to do the whole quarantine thing and um, uh, couldn't go into her hospital for so many weeks and had to take uh multiple swab tests, all that stuff, had to test, um, had to test negative several times before she can come back. She had very, uh, she had some, some mild symptoms, um, uh, but she was fine, but still, it's still, it's still a requirement. And she's already started the process of, uh, getting, I think she has her first shot, which is, uh, we went with Moderna. Um, uh, because of course we're married, we, we talk through these things. So she went with Moderna and she got her first shot. She'll soon have her second shot. Um, and it was a, it was a difficult choice to make in the same way. It was hard for me to make my decision, uh, to just go ahead and withdraw my, uh, my request for a religious exemption. And as I said before, I know that I'm not the only one. This is, um, this is a tough choice to make. And I, there are a lot of people out there that'll, that have been ranting and raving and talking about that, you know, that the shots have all kinds of um, uh, micro organisms and nanotechnology and all that stuff. And I have to stick to what I know and I have to stick to the facts that are available to me. I don't necessarily believe that to be the case. Um, but as I said before, the issue I have, uh, the issue I take isn't with vaccinations. It isn't with the concept. Um, it's with the application. The issue I have is how quickly these things were rolled out, um, how corrupt the entire process has become over the past, well, 20, 30 years, actually, when it comes to um, the approval of pharmaceutical drugs. Um, so there's all that, you know, so I'm fine with vaccines. I just have a problem with someone forcing people to take something that's that's um, highly experimental, incredibly rushed, and incredibly politicized. 
and then using coercion to get people to do it. You know, get this or you you lose your job. Get this or you lose your health benefits and all the other things that are attached to your job. You know, take this shot or you'll lose your ability to provide for your family. You know, that that's a big one. You know, what's more important, your values, your conviction, your religious convictions and your morals or being able to, to feed your children? You know, that's 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 hard. And that's that's the reality of it. People can try and dress it up as being this or that. But in reality, that that's for the most of us. That's what it comes down to. What's more important? And make and making that tough choice. You know, and. I've got nothing against anyone who's uh, vaccinated or, or unvaccinated. Um, the only the only time I take issue is when you you vote people in office or or you vote to try and force a bunch of other people to capitulate to however you feel or whatever fears you're dealing with at the time or uh, whatever propaganda you've accepted. You know that that's where I have a problem because that that's not how a a true constitutional republic operates. That's not how a true democracy is run or a free nation that's not how a truly free nation operates and based off of what I've seen thus far I've come to the conclusion that we're, we're not truly free definitely not now <laughs> I mean it's been 20 years uh, I, I always speak in terms of 9-11 and I'd say post 9-11 it's been 20 years of rights and liberties and freedoms just deteriorating at, at a rapid rate um, and a growth in in, in in government and government agencies and government overreach and leg and legislation giving more powers to a lot of these different uh, agencies, um, uh, more for them and, and, and less for you, which is kind of interesting because it calls in the question who created who that pe the, the people create the government if the government create the people because there are a lot of people that are acting um, as though the government created them, which is you know but eh, I don't want to get too far off. Uh, I don't want to venture too far off the reservation, but that's that. So there's there's the religious aspect. There's the family piece. There's the employment piece. Um, because, well, it's it's not always easy for people to just transition um, into another job or to start a business or, or whatever, especially when they've invested um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years um, into an organization, whether it be government um, or the, uh, the corporate sector. That's another thing that has to be taken into account. Not everyone has like a million dollars or two million dollars just sitting around in a savings where they can just coast and they can still provide for their family while they find another job or, or whatever. So there's that. That matters. To most of us anyway. There's the time. The time that you have to invest um, uh, in all of this, you know, whether it's trying to secure another job somewhere else, um, uh, whether it's trying to push to get your, your exemption approved, um, and if it's denied, putting together an appeal and going through that process, there's a lot to take into account. And I know some people will say it, it's as simple as just, you know, uh, my body, my choice, and all that good stuff. Sure, yep. And I agree that, yes, your, your body, your choice, that's how it should be. And I felt the same way back when that slogan was being used by the, uh, the pro-lifers. And which, 
kind of makes it somewhat ironic that there are some people that are pro-life um, that are uh, bashing uh, those that are against vaccines and that are using the slogan, my body, my choice. So it's kind of interesting, all the mental gymnastics that you get to see um, with all this tribalism and everything that we've been dealing with over the past, um, the, well, the past decade plus, but um, the past two years, it's been dialed up to 9,000. So, you know, everyone has to make their own, they have to analyze their situation and they have to do what's in their best interest and the best interest of their family. And these are tough times. And I know for me, I'm going to press on with this and we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. And in, in my case, since my wife got Moderna, I'm just, I, I, I will do the same. <clears throat> Definitely not going to get Pfizer. Definitely not going to get Johnson and Johnson. Um, well, Pfizer, considering the, the billions of dollars they paid in all their lawsuits dealing with corruption and fraud, Johnson and Johnson, they have their, uh, the occasional lawsuit that pops up. Like I think they had one that was for a billion dollars for their baby powder and other products that have caused cervical cancer and, and other issues. The only issue I really see with Moderna is the fact that they're just so fresh and new, but AstraZeneca and, and a lot of the other ones, corruption, corruption, corruption. <laughs> so that, yeah. So there's a lot to take in consideration, but I just wanted to provide a, a quick update on, on, uh, where I, where I stood in regards to my, uh, my request for religious exemption. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, um, I welcome anyone who wants to come on and discuss their position. Um, or if you're in any branch of service and, and you're, you're battling with this and, and making this decision, um, or you've made the decision, but, um, you're trying to figure out how to, uh, to move forward with that choice you've made regardless of what it is, you know, I'm more than happy to have you come on and, and talk about it. So with that, as always, thanks a lot for your support. Uh, thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for your donations. Um, uh, I can still be reached through all the same channels. Uh, minus the, uh, I haven't been kicked off of any other platforms thus far. So I'm still on Facebook, still on Instagram. Um, the Snell Nation pages are still good there. Uh, and also, you can reach me at SnellNation11 at gmail.com. Um, and with that, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Snell Nation out.